Howdy, and welcome to another episode of Living an Alter Life. I'm your host, Mike Warner, and I am really looking forward to talking to you today. We're still kind of staying in that subject of health and fitness, but I want to talk to you today about redefining what makes a successful run. And so this kind of all started a, a while back. I scorched a run and my Strava statistics, you know, because Strava, you didn't actually run unless it shows up on Strava. I didn't know if you guys knew that. It's, it's just true. It's just a basic truth. If, if, you, if you don't record it on Strava, you didn't really run. But anyway, I scorched this run. I mean, I had just absolutely put everything into it and run some of my fastest times ever. And I felt really good about it, but I wouldn't have even noticed except all of a sudden I checked my personal email and I noticed all these Strava kudos and comments about being a speed demon and everything. And I'm like, man, I, I know I ran fast, but this wasn't my best run. See, when I set out to go run, I was setting out to run 10 miles. But I just wasn't feeling it at the start of the run. And I never really felt the run. I never really felt comfortable. I knew I was running far too fast and I knew that I couldn't sustain it for the 10 miles that I wanted to do. And so I cut the run short at four miles and I didn't really consider it a best run. But man, the kudos on Strava were just going out of this world. And so I you know, opened up my, my Strava on my phone and I looked and it's like I had set a new personal record in a 1k a one mile a 5k and i'm going okay this wasn't my best run and i know i was supposed to feel excited about this run but i was feeling a little deflated because i was like but i get it i set all these personal records but man that was not my best run i did not put my best my personal best forward and that was when i realized that you know we measure our fitness all wrong I think too often what we're doing with our fitness is we're measuring it against these tools, but the tools are these tools that we're measuring against other people. And I think that's a totally wrong way to measure fitness and whether or not we're putting out our personal best as we're trying to build health and fitness. I think rather than measuring our fitness and our health by performance instead of numbers, we're going to improve in our health and fitness a lot more. In Canada, when they do their absolute record runs, they don't call it a PR. They call it a PB. And I mean, I read this uh, article and it was really kind of funny. It was in Canadian Running Magazine and it was called Learning the Difference Between PB and PR. And they literally, I know Canadians are different and I love them because they're different. They're not the same as all other human beings. I think it's because they live in the cold all the time. It, who knows? But anyway, in this magazine article, they literally were noting which Canadian runners were staying loyal to PB rather than PR. They were going, okay, so this gal, she ran, you know, this, this absolute scorching race and it was her personal best. But then they pull up, you know, this screenshot of her Instagram and she was calling and I set a new personal record and they're saying not loyal to the Canadian way of measuring. And I, I just thought it was kind of fun. It was a fun article to look at how Canadians look at PB versus PR. 
Personally, I think that we should steal the Canadian term of personal best and turn it into something meaningful for the large percentage of runners who are just running to run. And I want you to understand that for our mental health, there's a lot of people that are out running that are never going to step foot on a podium. In fact, I would bet you it's well over 95% of the runners are never going to set foot on a podium in any type of race. They're the people who are just running because they want to be healthy. They want to build fitness. They want to have a lifestyle that shows this, this fitness and this health. But all the measurements, you know, you go to Strava segments and you look at the Strava segments and man, it celebrates when you set, you know, a PR on a segment where it's, it gives you a trophy when you finish in the top 10 of a segment, which is why I run around and I look for places that don't have segments or have only had like three people run a segment. I ran the Dismal Swamp this last weekend and guess what? I am number five this year of the fastest people who have run this segment this segment in the Dismal Swamp on Washington Ditch. I am number five and man, I am so proud of this. Now, there's only been five runners who have run it this year, and I'm number five, which is another way to look at it. But when I ran that segment, I felt great. I considered it one of the best measurements of my runs that I'd ever done. When I got done with the run, I was like, that was a great run because I felt good about it. So as we're kind of redefining how we look at personal best versus personal record, I think we should start shooting for personal best is something we shoot for in training. And the first question you should ask yourself is, is how often do you train without a watch, a smartphone app, or a fitness device? Like, I'll take many days off during a training phase where I don't want to think about pace, about how many miles I did, or anything else. What I want to do is just go out and run to remind myself of why I run. I run, first of all, because I want health and fitness to be an important part of my life. It's a priority. The other reason that I run is I run for mental health. Running helps me to focus myself on what is really important in life. It helps me to kind of shed some of the things that I'm going after that I'm like, oh, you know what, that's really not the important measure in life. And finally, what running does for me is it quiets my soul. Running is this place where I find this quiet place where I can just quiet myself and not be thinking about all the cares and the worries of this world and what I have to do and what's next. And it's running is this place where I can quiet myself. And that may be the most important reason. So that's why I don't run with my watch all the time. Or I may have my watch on, but I never look at it. Or I may never turn the GPS finder on on my watch because I just want to enjoy the feel of my body moving and performing at its best. And when I get done, I measure that fitness activity by how I felt. And I let the numbers just sort of fall off over here. That's really hard for me because I'm a numbers nerd. Okay, I love looking at data and looking at how I can continue to get better you know, from the data. So putting all that aside and ignoring the numbers and running by how did I feel at the end of it, sometimes that's really difficult for me. 
There's a Runner's World article by Jenny Hadfield. It's called How to Let Go of Pace and Run by Phil. Feel. Feel. I'm trying to get, pronounce words right because I still think that B-A-G-E-L should be pronounced bagel, not bagel. So, you know, that's just me. You know, you can write and tell me how you pronounce B-A-G-E-L, bagel, to me. See, that was a total rabbit trail, but it was fun. Um, but anyway, this this whole article, How to Let Go of Pace and Run by Feel, it resonated with my running spirit because it spoke to where I was at the time. Because it talked about freeing yourself from the watch and the pace will wake something deep inside of you that your running self desires. Running without a recording device is also kind of difficult because we're being programmed that it has to be recorded someplace or we didn't really run. You know, I, I joke, one of my uh, favorite race directors, Serper John LaCroix, always says, if it wasn't on Strava, it didn't happen. Hey, I just ran 50 miles. I didn't see it on Strava. It didn't happen. Well, you might have run 50 miles. You just didn't record it. Maybe your watch, you just turned your watch off and you just said, okay, I'm going to go run until I drop. And it ended up being 50 miles. That's why I really am falling in love with this term personal best because it's something you can pursue without having to record it. And when you finish running and you feel like shouting hallelujah, that's the moment when you've unlocked the joy of running. And after all, you know, for me, running is this thing that I pursue because I, I love it. I love running. I love what it does. And I just love just running. Someone asked me why I run and I was like, because I love running. The first time you run without a watch, you're going to feel kind of weird. You're going to feel like when you're through, you know, people are going to text you and say, hey, man, did, did you stop running? Are, are you hurt? You know, something like that going on. So I'm going to give you three tips that are going to help you set aside your watch or recording device when you're running or whatever fitness activity you're doing. These are going to help you kind of set them aside. First tip is kind of simple. You guys got to get ready for this one. It's simple, but it may be the hardest thing you've ever done. Take your watch off and set it as far away from the front door as possible. And now put on your running clothes, lace up your shoes. And now comes the really hard part. Grab your key or whatever you need to, you know, get out the front door. Don't look back. Start running. Just go for a run. Do that for a couple of runs and suddenly you're going to feel like you're just out there running. For those of you who can't run without music, I'm just telling you, just try it once. Just turn the music off, turn all the keys to your pace and all this stuff off, and just see if you can get outside and get into the rhythm on a run listening to your body. <gasps> oh my gosh. But what am I going to do if I don't have the music? I'm telling you, you'll be okay. If after like, five or six runs of this, you, you still feel like, you know, you just can't get into the rhythm running, go ahead back, put your music on if you need it, but skip the running app. Like don't record it because the whole point of running without collecting data is so that you can get in tune with your body and what your body needs on your run. Where I'm going with doing your personal best and running for your personal best is figuring out what your body needs from your run today because your body's trying to tell you something but we send we spend so much time looking at our watch 
and listening to music and doing all these other things. Now, if you want to listen to my podcast on a run, I'm going to give you permission to do that because I think that's okay. No, actually, if you're really serious about doing this and you're not doing it, don't run with my podcast today, okay? Just go run naked. Well, not literally naked. I still want you to wear running clothes because I think it's frowned upon wherever we're running to run naked unless we're at a nudist colony. And then I think you could probably get away with it. But none of us are living in nudist colonies that I know. Well, some of you might be. But I'm not living in a nudist colony, so I'm going to wear clothes. But run naked. Run without the watch. Run without the recording device. Run without whatever. Jason Fitzgerald wrote about this in 2010. That's how long this has been around. He called it minimalist running, ditch the technology and run free. I kind of like this term minimalist running, but maybe that's because I also like the term minimalist living, you know, learning how to live without so much stuff, which is something that, you know, my wife and I need to do again. We need to go through our stuff because it's accumulated and get rid of some stuff because we need to live minimalist, live light, run light, do things so that you're just out there living for the moment when you can just go for a run just because you're running. For me, the more we create moments where we're running free, the more we realize it's okay for everybody not to know I ran today. It's okay. So here's the next tip I have for running. Your personal best every day. Work on different techniques while you're running without collecting data. One of the things I'll do is I work on my breathing. It's a really effortless corrective technique. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to learn how to run breathing through my nose instead of being a mouth breather all the time. Now, Christine Luff, who is one of my favorite authors on VeryWellFit.com, wrote How to Breathe While Running. And she says it's okay to use mouth breathing, but only when you're putting out a really hard effort. When you're just doing an easily sustainable effort and an easily sustainable pace, Learn how to run breathing through your nose because your body has to get all this oxygen in. And it's just it's just one thing to do. But learn different techniques. Learn how to you know, take your time. Look where you're putting your feet down as you run. Are you, are you extending it past your core? What is your gait like? What is your stride length? Do these things. Like I've been known to take a rock and measure on a sidewalk where my foot steps and then take and just do a do a natural running step from that thing and then mark with that same piece of rock where my heel hit and then measure how far apart that was so I could figure out what my stride length is. See, there's different things that you can do. The more you work on different techniques while you're running, the more you're, you're trying different things, you know, bending your knees a little bit, getting up more upright posture so that you're not constantly running with leg strength, but you're engaging your core in your run, getting your hips to engage so that you can run faster because the more you can turn over your hips, the faster you're going to be able to run. When you're running without a watch and you're not thinking about pace and you're not thinking about how many miles you did and you're not worried about what your pace is going to look like when you record this on Strava and go, oh my gosh, he ran that mile at 11 minutes. 11 minute miles when he's used to running these are seven and a half minute miles something's wrong with him no there's nothing wrong with you what you're doing is you're doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing while you're running and that's just you know creating moments where you can create muscle memory so that you have the proper running gait at all times and so when you're running seven minute miles you're doing it and you're not hurting yourself so the final tip is simply this i want you to relax and let your run come to you one of the things I did a couple weekends ago was I set out to run for 12 hours. No mileage goal. I just wanted to figure out what different foods and drinks were doing in my body. 
So I set off on a trail and it was a 3.8 mile trail. I had a 2.2 inner mile loop. That was my experiment with run. So I called it my experimentation run. And really what it was, was to just run by feel. I didn't record it on Strava. It's not on Strava. It's not even in my stats. It's in my little book that I keep. I have a journal that I keep on runs. I didn't even at the time know how many miles I was doing. All I was doing was I was taking and I was experimenting with different foods, seeing how they reacted to my body on long runs. And I ran for 12 hours. At the end of 12 hours, I was really pleasantly surprised. So the one of the ways I kept track of it is I keep a dirty car on purpose so that I can make marks in my car when I'm not running without a watch. So I kept long marks represented my long loops and short marks represented the short loops. And when I totaled them all up at the end of the day, I had done 60 miles, which was a personal best for me in 12 hours. You see what I just said there? That was my personal best. It wasn't a personal record. It's not recorded anywhere, but my, it was my personal best. I was so relaxed during this run that I never had problems with my stomach. I never had problems taking in enough water. I felt like I was eating the right levels and balancing it with the right kind of foods and the right kind of water and electrolyte and all that kind of stuff. And man, I got done with the run and I felt fantastic. It didn't feel like I'd been running for 12 hours. It felt like I'd been running for like an hour, two hours at the most. I had a fantastic time. I never once listened to music. I never looked at my watch. I didn't even take my watch. I just ran just for the joy of running and just to experiment. And it was a lot of fun. And it's because I decided that my personal best is good enough. That I don't have to set a personal record all the time. When I'm just running at my best, it's the best runs I've ever had. And this is one of the things that I think that we can do to strengthen how we're building health and fitness is to figure out how we're taking and measuring what our health and fitness is. If we do this, what happens is we're going to start achieving personal records for whatever distance we're running. We're going to start doing things in our health and fitness that we never thought. You know, try planking. You know, for me, I wanted to get past where I could plank for a minute. And I wanted to see if I could plank for five minutes. But I didn't get there by measuring how long I had been planking. I just started doing these planks where I wasn't looking at the clock and I was just seeing how far, how long I could, pl I could hold a plank in the proper form before my body just collapsed. And I just would go and say, okay, that felt like this. And I got to a point where I was like, wow, I want to see how long I did it. And before I knew it, the next time I recorded, I planked for over five minutes. I held a plank for five, over five minutes. And that was when I knew that I was measuring things right because I started out with trying to do my personal best instead of trying to set personal records. And now what happens is every opportunity I get to go out and do something excellent and feel great about it, I do it. And I don't worry whether it's recorded or not. Try it. You might find that you're doing things that are going to lead to some awesome personal records that you never even thought you could set. I challenge you to, to just be different about building health and fitness. 
don't worry if everybody's not looking to see what you did. You do you extremely well. You build the best version of you really, really well, and then step out when it's time for a race or it's time for a competition and see what happens. That's it for this week's episode of Living an Ultra Life. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys come back soon.